If you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to go to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3. If you have it on your phone, I would encourage you to find that app and pull that out. And in your bulletin, there is an outline there for you, and I would encourage you to follow along there as well. We had been, prior to Christmas, working on transitioning well, closure, moving through. This morning, I want us to take a look at hearing from God more clearly. And I want us to take a look at this story. 1 Samuel chapter 3. And I'll read that chapter. I'm reading from the IV. So if you have it on your apps, you can follow that way. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming weak, so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. And then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. And so he went and lied down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel a third time, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. And so he said, told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls... You say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so Sammy went and lied down in his place. And the Lord came <clears throat> and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> that one really cleared your ears. And then Samuel said, speak, your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears of it tingle. And at that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons made themselves contestable, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel laid down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli his visions. But Eli called him and said, Sammy, my son. Samuel answered, Here I am. What was it he said to you? Eli asked, Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it so severely, if you hide from me anything he told you. And so Samuel told him everything hiding nothing from him. 
And then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. And let none of his words fall to the ground. And all of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as the prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Hearing more clearly from God. We all desire that. We want that. In a way, this morning, I'm a prophet as I deliver this message. When you encourage or correct someone lovingly with God's word, you're a prophet, biblically. Sometimes we think of prophets as foretelling the future, and some do. But prophets just don't foretell They foretell. They speak God's message for the present as well as for the future. Over the next number of Sundays, I will briefly spotlight one prophet at a time and what it means for us today as we continue through this transitional period. I've always loved today's story. A little boy hears God's voice, and he does not know it. An elderly priest gets irritated. I mean, who likes to have their sleep interrupted? And if you do, raise your hand. I don't see any young parents sticking up their hands. But Eli finally figures it out, what's going on. And he helps the boy connect in a personal way with God. The boy learns to submit to God as he has to Eli. And then the boy's first message from God condemns this elderly priest and his family. When Samuel is faithful to deliver that tough message, he sets out on a path to become God's mouthpiece to a nation. The last of Israel's great judges, the first of the great prophets and the maker of kings. Welcome to the life of Samuel. That's who he is. Samuel shows us sometimes it's hard to hear God speak. I was reading this week I came across an interesting little article about a person up north who decided that they wanted to go ice fishing. And so they went out and they cut a hole in the ice. And just then, they heard a loud voice say, there are no fish under the ice. Amazing at hearing a voice speaking to them, They wondered if it was God. Finally, they convinced themselves, probably they were just imagining hearing the voice. And so they drilled another hole in another spot. And again, they heard the voice. There are no fish under the ice. And so they asked out loud, is that you, God? 
Is that you, God? To which they heard a reply, no, this is the ice rink manager. (laughs) You see, hearing from God can be problematic. In your life and in my life, there's lots of voices clamoring for our attention. There are your friends who want to help or want your help. There are providers who want to fix you. There are TV ads that promise to fulfill every need and desire you have. And that well-meaning grandchild who wants to run your life. And amidst all this clamor, wouldn't it be helpful if you and I could clearly hear from God? And I believe the story of Samuel can help us out this morning in that way. I want us to consider these suggestions. The first thing is to cultivate your environment. And by this I mean, choose carefully where you put yourself each day. You see, Samuel, he didn't have to worry about this. His mother chose his environment for him. And if you don't know the story, may I encourage you to go home and read 1 Samuel, the first chapter of 1 Samuel. You see, Samuel's mother was unable to conceive, and she wanted a child so badly that she promised God that if he would give her one, she would give him back in full-time service to the temple, or to the church. And that's what happened. God miraculously blessed her with Samuel. And after he was weaned, she took him to the temple and left him there, only to visit him annually, I'm sure with hugs and new clothes. Think about the environment in which Samuel grew up in. He hung out in the temple all day and night. He met different priests. He heard various prayers. He watched as they made sacrifices. He probably got into discussions with people who loved God and served God. You see, Samuel was in an environment ripe for nurturing a relationship with God. Now, I don't want to oversimplify this. Going to church does not necessarily mean you're going to hear from God. It's all about relationship. It's all about what we saw from God's word last Sunday. This elderly priest, Eli, had a couple good-for-nothing sons who, like Samuel, also worked in the church. And God's first message to Samuel was about their downfall because they cared more about themselves than the Lord. We all know 
And maybe in our journey, it has been us who has faked the Christian life. We know the Christian lingual. We know what to say and how to say it. But it's 18 inches from our head to our heart. Yet if you really want to hear from God, don't wait until it's an emergency. Cultivate your environment now. Come on Sunday mornings excited and ready to worship God with other believers. May I encourage you to read your Bible daily. You can get those different programs where you can read through the Bible throughout the year and then one year. Listen to what God wants to say through his word. Get alone with God regularly in prayer. Learn to be aware of his presence throughout the day. Encourage, may I encourage you to discuss with others how scripture has been speaking to your life. All these things will help you tune in to God's channel with less interference. Cultivate your environment carefully. And then, the second thing is, do the last thing God told you to do. If you don't know what God is saying now, at least do what you already know God said. Samuel obeyed his mother and Eli his mentor. And yet Eli's provided a negative example of this point. He was a terrible father. And in that story, it's laid out for us. He knows the Bible says to lovingly discipline your children, and yet he has allowed his sons to grow up from spoiled brats to adult monsters. And they're serving in the temple. And now they're supposed to take over for him as a priest. And God says, no way. It's not going to happen. Eli had not done what he knew God expected him as a father. And so why should he expect God to talk to him about anything else? When you're not sure how to proceed, what does God, what has God laid upon you to do next? We might ask ourselves this. Am I doing everything I already know God wants me to do? Am I doing everything that I know that God wants me to do? Am I spending time with him? Am I praying with him? Am I praying with my, my husband or my wife? Am I praying with our children? Am I opening, open to the needs around me, my friends? Because why would the Lord give you more 
if you're not obeying him with already what he has given you? Why would you expect anything different? Jesus said in Luke chapter 16, verse 10, If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. Begin with what God, what you know what God wants. If God has been laying upon your heart to give financially, give. If God has been laying upon your heart to serve, serve. Cultivate your environment. Do the last thing God told you. And then lastly, listen with the servant's heart. Listen with the servant's heart. Eli tells Samuel, the next time you hear your name being called, respond with, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And Eli chooses a very specific phrase here. It is something a servant or a slave would say to his or her master. And with this response, Samuel is saying, My will is neutral here, Lord. It doesn't matter what I want or don't want. All that matters is what you want. Thy will be done. It's the right attitude to open yourself up to hearing from God speaking, to hear from God. It's what the Virgin Mary said to the angel when she was told that she would be given birth to the Messiah. She simply replied, May it be to me as you have said. In other words, God's will be done. In the book titled, When God is Silent, Barbara Taylor writes this, writes a prayer, writes this, that prayer should be less. Lord, hear our prayers. And more, Lord, speak, for your servant is listening. You see, Samuel grew up to be the spiritual leader of the nation of Israel. In verse 19, it says, The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. In other words, everything Samuel prophesied came true. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 21 and 22, says that an ultimate test of a prophet If what they actually say happens, they are a true prophet. If it does not, they are frauds. Samuel got right to it. He listened, and he listened well. He cultivated the right environment to grow closer to God. He was obedient to God in doing what he knew God wanted him to do. And he listened with a servant's heart. Not one to please his master, but one to please the one true God. Samuel was a great prophet, as others were that we'll be looking at going forward. 
And yet there's one prophet that caps them all. And his name is Jesus. Think a moment of how the Son of God fulfilled all three of these points this morning that I pulled out while he walked on earth. Just think about this. First, he cultivated an environment where he spent time with God regularly. He would sometimes get up early in the morning where he spent quiet time with God. When he was just 12, his parents couldn't find him until long last they discovered him at the temple in his father's house discussing the word and answering questions of the religious leaders. Later in his public ministry, he spent every waking hour teaching his disciples and the crowds and performing miracles. And yet often in the wee hours of the morning, while it was still dark, he would slip away for prayer. You see, Jesus cultivated an environment to be with God. Jesus, 100% man, 100% God, knew how important it was to spend time with God. And then Jesus did the last thing God told him. In fact, he told his disciples in John chapter 15, verse 5, chapter 5, verse 19, this. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. You see, Jesus lived a life of obedience from beginning to end. And even now as our intercessor, he serves the heavenly father at the right hand of the father. And then lastly, Jesus listened with the servant's heart. In the prayer that he offered up in the garden of Gethsemane, Luke chapter 22, says this, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. Jesus clearly heard from God. This morning I leave this question with you. What about you? Are you willing to do your part and put yourself where God can speak clearly to your heart? What about you? I'd like to close in prayer. And as I'm doing so, I would call up the, the worship team to lead us in worship, but I'd also call up the elders. And if they could come up here and sit in the front row, that would be awesome as well. Let us come into prayer, please. Lord, your word says you're a God of order, not confusion. Yet so often we're confused. We don't know how to resolve a situation. We don't know how to grow closer to our family and friends. We don't know how to stay healthier. We don't know how to drop that bad habit or start a good habit. We need your direction, God, and we need it from you. Help us set ourselves up to where we're learning more about you and spending time in prayer with you every day. Help us obey what you have already told us to do and help us be eager to listen for your direction. Lord, I pray these things in your name. Amen.